Hello my friends, this is Alex. Welcome to Socialism Survival Podcast number 81. Sorry I didn't get to podcasting throughout the week. All members of my family got sick and all my attention was on them. Even now, if you can hear the difference in my voice, that's the result of being surrounded by infected people. Well, I definitely do not enjoy tonsillitis and cough. As always, I enjoy talking to you, my audience. Although this show will be very short, I decided I have to talk this time about Passover. As this uh, greatest biblical holiday, let's say God's holiday, is just around the corner, starting on Monday night, April 18th. As with all other shows, I will talk about it in the context of socialism survival. As the part of my virtual housekeeping and community organizing, I invite you to visit my website at socialismsurvival.com. There you will find many ways to connect with me over the internet, like Google Friends Connect, Facebook and Twitter. You can call and record the voice message for me from my website using Google Voice feature in the right top corner of the site's main page. If you would like to use email instead, you can send your message to podcast at socialismsurvival.com. I appreciate your help in spreading information about this show by linking to it from your sites and blogs, by rating and commenting on iTunes, Microsoft Tune, and other places, and of course, by using old reliable methods like word of mouth. If you share information about this show with the people you know, you give them the same access you have to this unique and unprecedented show about socialism and its survival. First, my best wishes to my Jewish and Messianic friends and listeners for this Passover. Hak Sameach, dear friends. As you are preparing your homes, getting rid of leaven, and looking forward to celebrate this great feast of the Lord with your family on Passover Seder, let me remind you and all other listeners what the story of Passover is about and how different people may relate to it. Maybe this message will take you out of the comfort of your traditional mentality. But if you decided to keep listening, I assure it will not be in vain. You may be enjoying things you've been doing your whole life, like hunting eggs and consuming your uh, chocolate 
foil wrapped rabbit bunny. Thanking God for the wonderful springtime and for the coming Easter Sunday, where probably the word Passover wasn't even mentioned. I know some of you may not even thought or heard of Passover, thinking that the Easter is perfect term for celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. However, there is obvious connection to Passover and something deeper for those who believe that the whole Bible is God's word. First, the word Easter is not used in our family as it is the name of pagan goddess of spring and fertility. Living through my childhood and youth in the Ukraine, that was one of Soviet republics, we only used the word Pascha, which derived from Hebrew word Pesach, which equals to Passover in English. However, in Russian Orthodox tradition, they have some of the elements similar to American Easter, like colored eggs. But whether we speak about Americans or Russians, women, people who call themselves Christians, the name that comes from Christ, the English version of Greek name Christos, is the same in Russian, which means the anointed one, being translated from Hebrew Mashiach, or, as you know, Messiah. Whatever of these names or titles you use, you mean the same person who is called Jesus Christ in Christian New Testament, or Yeshua HaMashiach in Messianic Hebrew Brit Hadashah. In my understanding, believers in him are expected to follow his example. Let us see if we can find him somewhere celebrating Easter, rolling eggs and chasing bunnies. <laughs> Nowhere. I can't find it in any version of my English Bibles that I have access to. What I, I was able to find is written in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 41 and 42. According to King James Version, it says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. As you can see clearly, year after year, the one who is Lord and Savior to all believers in him went to Jerusalem with his parents to celebrate Passover. Now, it is up to you either entertaining yourself with the things you like or are you used to 
or to see the truth and follow example of your Lord and Savior. Because it doesn't matter if you are Baptist or a Catholic, Orthodox or Pentecostal, you are not one of his people if you do not follow his example, but instead trying to please him with something he didn't ask you to do. Well, that may please you, but not him. Why I am talking about such religious things on this anti-socialist show? Because, as I shared with you in many previous podcasts, the story of my survival and deliverance from socialism in order to help you survive and have victory over this evil. For the same reason, I believe there is the story of Passover. It is the story of deliverance, the story of freedom, story of exodus from slavery, that I always associated my life with. And as today the socialist evil tries to take this world to hell, it is the time for us all to follow the example of one Jew or Hebrew named Yeshua or many generations of your ancestors if you are a Jew in discovering the strategy of God that may be the only one that will work successfully and will be victorious in these days. Let's look into this story of Passover as it is retold for thousands of years by generations of Jewish people, including the one whom you may know as Yeshua or Jesus. The story begins when, by the political system of that time, free people are turned into slaves. And it is my first point, because I survived socialist slavery. And that's what modern politicians are in a process of doing to you, my dear people. Before your own eyes goes the conversion of free people into slaves of new socialist order. The story of Passover continues with the hard work that Hebrews had to do for the benefit of someone else, not for themselves. Current system of taxation, whether here in America or in other countries of the world, moves in that direction when people no longer decide what to do with the fruits of their labor, when someone else, usually the elite group at the top, enjoys what others worked for. Their plan is to increase your taxes and to increase their spending. These little pharaohs are after you, my friends, and after 
your well-being. It is my second point. Third point is they are after your children as they were after Hebrew children according to the book of Exodus chapter 1 verses from 15 to 22. First, Pharaoh wanted midwives to kill Hebrew newborn boys. After they didn't do that, he charged all his people saying that every son that is born to Hebrew mothers shall be cast into the river. What was the reason for such orders? Children of Israel multiplied too much. Little pharaohs of the modern world are the same. They think there are too many of you people. Whether they are eugenicists who want uh, to get rid of defective and unwanted humans or races or they are supporters of global warming theory who think there are too many humans breathing out too much of CO2 or they are merciless dictators all of them are for the forced extermination of earth population either by abortion, sterilization, euthanasia and man-made famines or by the direct genocide. So-called universal health care controlled by the state gives little pharaohs of our times the power to decide who must live and who must die, who is allowed to be born and who is not, who will receive the saving surgery or procedure, and who will get only the death shot. According to the statistics in the US only, more than 45 million of babies were killed from 1973 through 2005 which leads me to believe that in America only more babies were murdered through abortion from 1945 until now than total victims of the World War II. Can you imagine on average 1.2 million kids killed in the US every year that's what really happens here today. Eugenics, pseudoscience formulated by Francis Galton from Britain, half-cousin of Charles Darwin, is based on the theory that only people with uh, prioritized genes must be allowed to reproduce. Others must be sterilized or even eliminated. Among eugenics supporters were 26th US President Teddy Roosevelt, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, 
Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger, Irish writer George Bernard Shaw, and German Chancellor Adolf Hitler. The father of the American eugenics movement was Charles Benedict Davenport. Davenport's first eugenics text was quoting the science of human improvement by better breeding. Sounds like animals, isn't it? <laughs> In support of eugenics, state laws were written in America in the late 19th and early 20th centuries to prohibit marriage and force sterilization of the mentally ill in order to prevent the passing on of mental illness to the next generation. These laws were upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court in 1927 and were not abolished until the mid-20th century. All in all, 60,000 Americans were forcefully, forcibly sterilized. As you can see, America has the experience in such things as population control and may resume it as soon as a strong proponent of eugenics will take the president's office or maybe he is already there and just not fully revealing his true nature god knows my fourth point is that though pharaohs have their evil plans god also has his at the heart of the passover story is the worship service to god Whenever Moses appeared before the Pharaoh, he said, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. The story of Passover shows that whenever small or big Pharaohs are trying to compete with God, they are predestined for failure and defeat. No matter how stubborn they are, if God planned something, he will make it happen. The story of Passover is about one people's survival of the oppressive regime. Their avoidance of seemingly inevitable death and their ultimate entry into the freedom. The story of Passover is my story, as well as the story of all of us who escaped slavery, including slavery of socialism, and entered freedom thanks to God's perfectly executed plan. Passover Seder is the story of the Messiah. He told it to his disciples when 
During Passover Seder, he broke middle matzah and shared it with them. It was one of Seder's four cups of wine, the cup of redemption, that as mentioned, he lifted and blessed and told his disciples to drink in remembrance of him. It is the story of the innocent Lamb of God, who through his death and application of his blood to the doorposts of our lives, redeemed us and saved us. It is the story of unleavened purity of our lives, of which, referring to Passover celebration, Apostle Paul said, Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Did you just hear that, my Christian friend? He said, let us keep the feast. Let us do it. Let us draw our inspiration in our quest for freedom from the only one who truly deserves in this season the celebration as Israel's deliverer and the one who delivers us from the Egypt of sin and brings us into the land of his promises. Because only those who are free from inside can enjoy the fullness of freedom given to us from above. God bless you, my friends. God bless America. I thank you for listening to this podcast. As always, truly His and as the voice of common sense, truly yours, Socialism Survival host, Alex 